0: All right. Well, let's uh, turn in the Word of God to Habakkuk. Habakkuk. You can pronounce that Habakkuk. Some of those names and things aren't always easy to pronounce. Habakkuk chapter 2. Habakkuk chapter 2. That'll be our starting point. Habakkuk chapter 2. In the white pages, right? That's in the white pages where we don't don't get too often. Amen. Not too many dirty (laughs) fingers there. Habakkuk. Chapter 2, and I'll just read verses 15 through 17. Verses 15 through 17, which say this Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 15 through 17 say, Woe unto them, notice that, woe unto them that giveth his neighbor drink, that putteth thy bottle to him, and maketh him drunken also, that thou mayest look on their nakedness. Thou art filled with shame for glory. Drink thou also, and let thy foreskin be uncovered. The cup of the Lord's right hand shall be turned unto thee, and shameful spewing shall be on thy glory. For the violence of Lebanon shall cover thee, and the spoil of beast which made them afraid because of men's blood, and for the violence of the land and the city of all that dwell therein. Habakkuk two verses fifteen through seventeen. Let's pray. Father again we thank you for your goodness and mercy and grace. Uh, uh, Lord, uh, we thank you for getting uh, Priscilla home safely. We pray for uh, David and those that uh, still might be on the road or on the road later. Watch over them. Uh, Lord, we think of the other prayer requests uh, that were uh, mentioned, dear God. I pray that you would uh, uh, touch uh, uh, these, dear God. And uh, Lord, again, especially uh, that pastor uh, up there in Michigan, Lord, I pray that you'd watch over him and heal him and uh, raise him up, that he could uh, have some more time uh, to serve you, Lord. Uh, Just meet that need and uh, Lord, uh, Sister Judy's uh, (laughs) granddaughter, Lord, we thank you for uh, her testimony and faithful service uh, to you. And Lord, that you would just watch over and give a great grace uh, there. We think of the Masons as they're traveling, watch over them and get them home safely. And thank you, Lord, that uh, they're able to finally take a, a furlough and meet that need. So Lord, just uh, continue to watch over and bless their time as uh, they're home uh, with loved ones and uh, visiting friends and churches and such. Uh, please uh, be with them. And uh, Lord, help us, Lord, as we look at these uh, thoughts tonight. Uh, Dear God, it's important that we understand these things and can explain them according to uh, the word of God, because it's certainly a battle uh, in society concerning these things. So uh, help us now, we pray, to your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Actually, I just want to try and cover uh, two topics tonight. (coughs) Look at two uh, topics, Uh, alcohol and uh, abortion. I've uh, uh, mentioned them, but, uh, you know, actually, I believe they're closely related because a lot of times the reason you have one is because you've been doing uh, uh, the other. We'll see that. But I think you can. So I think you can see that in Scripture. Now, uh, though alcohol is uh, uh, mentioned here and we sort of look at alcohol, you could really put drugs and uh, and narcotics and any things that uh, those types of things that people abuse under that same thought as uh, as alcohol under that same uh, heading. Because certainly what the Bible teaches about alcohol and drunkenness would certainly apply to those other things, right? I mean, if it's wrong to drink and drugs, anything that would affect your mind and affect your reasoning and make you do things that maybe you wouldn't normally do, whatever the case might be. And so uh, thinking about these, I think about uh, our young people. You know, uh, it's good to tell, you know, your children that certain things are wrong, but yet you want to give them the tools from the word of God to be able to explain this. Because, you know, uh, uh, you think about them as they as if they uh, uh, talk about their peers or they talk about, you know, they get jobs and they're talking about, Uh, To their uh, fellow employees and stuff, and these things come up because people are talking. Like you know, right now there's abortion is in the news, as it often is, and people are talking about these things, and uh, young people discuss them. Well, you know, as Christians, you got to be able to uh, stand on these things and uh, give Scripture and explain these people why why you know why you don't drink or. Why you don't go to parties, or why you don't do these things, and uh, why you think, you know, this uh, pro-choice thing and all that stuff is a bunch of uh, hoopla and out of hell and all that stuff. You got to be explain that, so you won't be able to give uh, uh, some scripture. So young people, all Christians, but I, I especially think of young people as they reach, you know, stages of life where they're, you know, getting out and meeting new people in school. And uh, employment stuff, need to know how to biblically deal with these subjects, again, with their peers and co workers. And of course, uh, uh, sometimes when you deal with these and other subjects, uh, you might have to say some things that might sound kind of <laughs> mean or rough. I don't know how to say it. But, hey, uh, it's not that you want to talk some t- about some of these things, but you have to. You know, you can't sugarcoat sin. You have to be straightforward. You know, it's not fun to talk to your, uh, 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 your kids about things sometimes, about how cruel this world is and the reality of of, of how life is and how sin is. You know, I think sometimes when, uh, you know, uh, uh, talking to my kids and at certain stage in their life and and stuff and being pretty uh, straight uh, uh, for that's that's not easy stuff but we have to amen we have to warn them and we have to give them uh, the biblical tools amen to uh, uh, face these things because there's a lot of uh, pressure for you know uh, drinking uh, in society there's a lot of uh, pressure on, on young people uh, to do things outside of marriage they're only meant for marriage and things and of course they uh, you know one sin leads to another one bad thing leads to Another. So we look at these uh, uh, verses in Habakkuk Habakkuk 2, verse 15. Again, says, "Woe unto them that giveth his neighbor drink, that putteth uh, thy bottle to him, that maketh him uh, maketh him drunken." Also, So we see uh, in this uh, second chapter of Habakkuk, the Lord spoke about his judgment. Of course, he's talking about judgment upon the nation of uh, Babylon, but he pronounces several judgments. But he uses that word woe, which means judgment and destruction, judgment and destruction. And so, you know, God takes it very seriously. Uh, when you drink and when you pass a drink uh, uh, to somebody else, you know, I thought about that. You know, it's hard to get away from any place that serves. I, you know, back when they first started putting alcohol in grocery stores, you say, well, you know, we ain't going to no place that uh, sells alcohol. Like, hey, man, we're going to take, you know, <laughs> it's hard to do that anymore. I mean, you know, once Walmart sells it, what are you going to do, you know, uh, uh, in, in these places? But, you know, hey, if you get in jobs in these places, you still try to take a stand the best that you can. You know, when I was in a journey. And I work part time on on post uh, so I could have an I.D. card because in Germany, you're not allowed to homeschool. So I'd work part time on post. You know, if you work at least 20 hours a week over there, you can have an I.D. card and and the, the, the German government stays off your back. Because you have a, you're under sofa, what they call the Status of Forces Agreement. So what that stands for, and then of course, then the the, the military really doesn't mess with you because they look at you as a, as a slimy civilian, amen. And so you know, you but you get the you get the benefit there. But you know, I worked at a I worked at a a, a PX, and. Uh, And and I put, uh, and I knew they they sold alcohol. I knew they sold some magazine stuff. And I I put that in my application. In my application, I put, I don't work on Sunday. I put in my application that I have to be off at this time on Wednesday. I put in my application that I won't touch alcohol. I put in my application that I won't stock alcohol or stock uh, magazines. I put that in my uh, application. So when they hired me, they knew that they couldn't make me work on Sunday. They knew they'd have me, let, let me off at a certain time uh, on, on Wednesday. Uh, they knew that if the guy that uh, <laughs> stocked uh, uh, alcohol, whatever, if he didn't show up, not to come and ask me, right? Or if, who the magazine would, does not to come and ask me uh, because uh, uh, I, I wouldn't touch it. And sometimes, you know, that's not easy. You know, I remember uh, I, I worked on the post where, of Ramstein, not Ramstein, but uh, I can't remember the name right now, but, but there was the, the, near the Frankfurt Airport. So there were military flights that come in. So they had a PX at the military airport. And so the PX I worked at supplied the small PX in the uh, uh, military uh, uh, in the airport there. And one day they they uh, they loaded up some stuff on in in the van there and they needed a driver. And they said, hey, uh, they said, hey, Stuart, we need you to uh, drive the supplies over to the PX at the airport. And you know what I asked? I said, is there alcohol in it? They said, yeah. I said that I won't drive it over there. I just told them, I said, I won't drive it over there. I said, I'm not going to uh, unload lo- load that stuff. I wasn't trying to be whatever. But listen, uh, uh, don't think, well, you know, I won't put it in there. Maybe I'll get hired. than I could. That, that never works. The best thing you know is let them know that that's where you stand when they hire you. And so then you have something to stand on uh, when they try to make you uh, do something. I remember I got a, a, a new supervisor at the PX. Go off on this, but maybe I'm trying to help the young people to understand these things. And he tried to, uh, uh, you know, he made supervisors. So, man, he, he, he was the man, right? He came in and said, well, Stuart, we made the schedule and you got to work on Sunday. I said, oh, I said, no, I said, sorry. I said, you know, I said, I, I can't do that. Oh, well, I said, well, go talk to the manager he came back and he said, oh, well, you're right. <laughs> so, you know, the, if I wouldn't have put that in there and I would just set it, I wouldn't have had that same you know, ability to, to stand against it. That's not trying to, to, to be hard, but it's just better to let people know from the get-go. You think, well, if I get my foot in the door, well, no, the best thing to do is get your foot in the door on the right foot, <laughs> amen, and, uh, and let, them know, let them know up front. So, anyways, just to just to say that stuff, but here it it, 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 it says taking that stand about giving a, a, a drink to your neighbor. So if it's wrong to give it to your neighbor, it's wrong to give it to yourself. Amen. If it's wrong to give it to your neighbor, so in the world we live in, standing for the the the, the Lord means going against the grain many times. And so as we consider what the Lord says about liquor, we must realize God's opinion is not the popular view of society because we know that alcohol is popular in society. So God declared that he was going to judge the Babylonians for the use of alcohol. And so think of those, uh, you know, uh, in society, you know, when you see commercials, you know, the athletes and the models and the actors, you know, who use their uh, influence, right, to influence uh, people for this industry but they never show you the other side of it do they and all the destruction that comes to it so according to the word of God uh, those that uh, uh, give alcohol those that influence people to buy it they're under the judgment of God it's inescapable God has pronounced his judgment on this type of behavior and it's a serious matter amen to get involved in these things and influence other in these things. Why? Because uh, alcohol causes suffering. It destroys families. I personally, you know, I hate alcohol. Now, uh, 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 of course, I I quit drinking on my I quit drinking on my my wedding day, even though I did a bunch of uh, stuff that I'm ashamed of uh, uh, growing up, you know, in life. I mean, I, I didn't have very good teenage years. I, I Unfortunately, I got hooked on drugs at the age of, of 11 years old. You know, I never passed seventh grade because by the time school started <laughs> in seventh grade, I was already, <laughs> you know, out of my head. Or by the time I, I got to school, I'm not proud of that. And I got hooked on a lot of stuff and did a lot of things uh, that I'm ashamed of growing up. But thank God that he, at least he gave me enough sense. I said, you know, when I get married, I'm going to stop alcohol. So because it destroyed my life. My father left my uh, mother when I was a uh, four-year-old years old and the whole time I was growing up my dad was a drunk not alcoholic <laughs> a, a, a drunk come home many times passed out didn't even know you know where at i'm not saying that against my dad but I, you know uh, I, I just see the evils of Uh, alcohol you know my my dad was the 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 best salesman of every company worked my dad's a a number one salesman there's no reason my dad shouldn't have a lot of money but a life wasted on uh, alcohol and gambling and other things that those things uh, uh, lead to so I, I you know I grew up hating alcohol because of that I saw what it did to lives the lives that it destroyed and then I also, of course, now I don't drink because I'm a Christian. That gives me another reason not to uh, not to not to drink, but to hate, uh, hate alcohol. I I, I I hate it. First of all, I hate it because it destroyed my childhood. And then now I hate it because I love my Lord. Amen. And I love uh, the word of God and what it teaches about those things. So, again, the Bible says, woe unto them that giveth his neighbor drink. And you, you look at society and you see the total uh, destructions. I mean, how many people know somebody uh, that have been affected by somebody with alcohol? You know, uh, a, a, good, a good friend of, of my uh, children, just what, has, I don't know if it's been two years ago now, a year or so ago, a sharp uh, young man. He, as far as business and things, him and his wife had business going and uh, everything. And he's coming home one night and he got hit by a drunk driver, a miracle that he survived. But uh, he lost, what, an arm? He lost a... He lost a leg and use of one of his arms and those things and uh, and uh, we we've heard all the time about uh, uh, people getting and what's sad is the guy the person that was drinking always survives it's the other person in the other car that always kills and how again how many homes how many homes have been destroyed by alcohol look at again some statistics. With every drink, again, one person shortens their life, more than 25,000 people are killed and 750,000 are injured on American highways each year because of alcohol. They say 86% of all murders and 65% of all child abuse is alcohol-related. You know, uh, somebody comes home drunk and the kid does a little something and, you know, the parent just goes uh, 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 crazy. Over 200,000 Americans die each year because of their own consumption of alcohol or because of someone else's consumption of alcohol. Listen, uh, if you have never taken a drink, Thank God. If you have one of those boring testimonies, amen, thank God. I think, of, again, Brother Munson, I love it when he says, I've never touched alcohol. I've never a smoked. Oh, man, to have that. You know, people, you know, uh, I, I think of my testimony, people think, oh, when you hear a testimony like that, you know, somebody who's, you know, again, I know what I was saved from, you know, but I, I'd rather be able to say I never did that. I'd rather have that testimony. I'd rather have a boring testimony. And so, children, if you never had to taste alcohol, you don't need to taste alcohol. Amen. You don't need to know if you never tried drugs. There's no reason for you to try drugs. There's no reason for you to get involved. There is absolutely zero benefit, zero benefit. Uh, to those things, why? Why do you think you need to try and, and, and be cool and be accepted by somebody that really doesn't care about you? Huh? In, in front of people. Besides, besides, when you're in high school, when you're drinking, nobody likes to taste a beer the first time they try it. Everybody's sitting there drinking something that nobody likes to taste of, right? Uh, trying to be cool and accepted by nobody that really cares about one another. I mean, whoo, boy, sin really. Is how stupid we were. Anyways, so if you never drink and drink, you should. Uh, you should still be concerned. Because many Americans, again, will be involved in alcohol-related accidents or incidents in a lifetime. You know, I, I, I have a, 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 a brother that's not here today. Why? Because of, of alcohol and drugs. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. The world is suffering for many reasons, but one of the biggest reasons is beverage alcohol. God is against it because it causes Suffering. A leader, I think of England, said one time, Drunkenness expels reason, drowns the memory, distempers the body, diminishes strength, inflames the blood, causes internal and external wounds. It is a witch to the senses, a devil to the soul, a thief to the purse." A beggar's companion, a wife's woe, and a children's sorrow. There's no good thing that comes out of being involved with alcohol, and of course, alcohol causes shame. Well, I look back, even though you know, I look back at my high school years, and you know what? I mean, 40 years later, what well, when I think about those things, I'm still ashamed. I'm like, oh, I think, man. Oh, thank the Lord there wasn't social media back then. Amen. Because I guarantee you, my friends would have posted stuff all over social media. And so what are your friends now? Come on. Uh, aren't you glad that, uh, uh, that they didn't have social media back then when you're out there uh, uh, be, being, uh, being all that uh, 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 stupid? It causes shame. You look back and you do things that you're ashamed of. Again, in these verses, notice God relates drinking uh, to immorality. He says, Thou puttest thou bottle to him, maketh him drunken also, why that thou mayest look on their Negatives. boy. you think about people getting drunk and getting in drugs and boy, the next thing, yeah, man, they're doing things that don't e- They don't even remember. They wake up and they said, man, uh, how did I how did I end up in this place? How did I up in bed with this person? How did I end up uh, doing uh, uh, this and that? I already remember uh, coming here last night. And then they bear that shame, bear that shame. All right. And uh, of course, uh, liquor advertisements uh, promote this immoral lifestyle. This immoral lifestyle. Notice what God says. Let's look at a couple other places. Hosea chapter four. Hosea chapter four. I got to hurry if I'm going to get to that second one. Sorry, you're going to have to record that football game, brother. Hosea chapter four, verse six says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Listen, we could park right here on that statement for a while. The importance of going through God's word cannot be overemphasized, especially for our young people, our young, uh, uh, a young person in a Christian home. You know, a young person in a Christian home should not graduate high school without being able to say they've read the Word of God through at least once. I challenge uh, my girls before they left the house, say, hey, listen, make sure you've read the Bible through on your own at least once. I challenge my kids to make sure they've read the Word of God through at least once uh, before they graduate. We ought to challenge uh, our kids. It'd be a shame for uh, 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 a child in a Christian home To reach 18, 19 and and graduate and not be able to say that they were raised in the church and have not read the Bible through, not with the mom and dad or not just going to church, but on their own, on their own, their own time, reading through the word of God at least once. It says, for lack of knowledge, right? The children need, our young people need to have this knowledge, what the Bible says about these various sins, because they're going to face that pressure when they get that job, they're going to face that pressure, uh, you know we, we want to keep them under our wings if as long as we can but somewhere along they're going to have to learn to step out there and trust God on their own and take a stand for God on their own somewhere along life that's going to happen and they're gonna and what's going to hold them is being rooted in the word of God and understand what God says about various sins that they're going to be tempted with and the devil's going to try to throw at them when they're out there so they're destroyed for lack of knowledge so make sure your children make sure we give them that knowledge about alcohol and about uh, immorality and about other things in life so they'll be prepared. Now, it says, my people destroyed for lack of knowledge. What? Because they rejected knowledge. He says, I also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I also will forget thy children. Uh, uh, Verse 7, as they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore, will I change their glory into shame. They eat up the sin of my people. Look at that. And they set their heart on their iniquity. Look at that. Eat up the sin of my people, set their heart on iniquity. And there shall be be like people, like priests, and I will punish them for their ways and reward them for their doings. For they shall eat and not have enough. They shall commit whoredom. And they shall not increase, because they have left off to take heed to the Lord. Notice verse eleven: whoredom and wine and new wine take away the heart. Notice whoredom and wine in the same verse. Why? Because alcohol a lot of times leads to whoredom and leads to immorality. So you see, uh, these are closely tied together. Whoredom and wine in the same verse. There take away. The heart. Why? Because it starts off taking away your senses and your ability to think rationally. Isaiah 28, 7. Isaiah 28, 7 says this. But they also have erred through wine. Look at this. They also have erred through wine, through strong drink or out of the way. Hey, listen, uh, uh, young people, you might have started uh, in the right way. But boy, you get mixed up in that stuff. The next thing you know, you'll be out of the way. The priest and the prophet have erred through strong drink, and they are swallowed up of wine. They are out of the way through strong drink. They err in vision. They stumble in judgment. Boy, that's what's going to happen. You get mixed up in alcohol. Your, your, your judgment's going to be messed up. Your, your, your vision or your ability to uh, make good decisions in life is going to be destroyed. How many people, man, they were su- successful in life, got caught up in alcohol, And lost everything. Of course, we know Proverbs 21. Proverbs 21, wine is a mocker. Strong drink drink is raging. Whosoever deceived thereby is not wise. Well, When you see those commercials, you know what you see? You see a lot of people that are not wise because they're deceived, amen, uh, by uh, uh, that that, that lifestyle. They're deceived by that lifestyle that includes wine and strong (coughs) drink. So I want to give you a a, a lot of verses and try to. Let's turn over to Proverbs 23 and uh, we'll read these these verses together and finish up with a portion of of alcohol. You know, uh, uh, Proverbs 23, beginning of verse 19, says this. Proverbs 23, beginning of verse 19. Hear thou, my son, and be wise and guide thine heart in the way. Be wise and guide thine heart. Look at this. Verse 20, Proverbs 20. Be not among winebibbers. Hey, don't think, well, you know, the nice people just because they're doing it doesn't mean I have to do it. Oh, no, 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 no. No, just stay away. Just stay away from it. Be not among winebibbers, among riotous eaters of the flesh. For the drunkard and the glutton's look shall come to poverty and drowsiness shall clothe the man with rags. Hearken unto thy father that begat thee. Despise not thy mother when she is old. Hey, listen, if God's given you godparents to ground you in the word of God, oh, be thankful, be thankful, be thankful. Buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. This is good instruction, young people. The father of the righteous shall greatly rejoice, and he that begetteth a wise child shall have joy of him. Listen, do you want your parents to rejoice in you, to have great joy in you? Well, this is how thy father and thy mother shall be glad, and she that bare thee shall rejoice. Wouldn't you rather your parents be glad and rejoice because you're making right decisions, even though you're out of the uh, out of the house or doing whatever? You're staying with the Word of God. You're staying uh, with the, the the principles of God. Verse 26: My son, give me thine heart, and let thine eyes observe my ways. Look at this: For a whore is a deep ditch, and a strange woman is a narrow pit. She also lieth in wait for a prey and increases the transgressors among men. Verse 29. Here it is. Who hath woe? Right. Remember what that means? Uh, Judgment and destruction. Who hath judgment and destruction in their life? Who hath sorrow? Who hath contentions? Who hath babbling? Who hath wounds without a cause? Who hath redness of eyes? There it is, verse 40. They that tarry long at the wine, they that go to seek mixed wine. Verse 31. Look not thou upon the wine when it is red, when it giveth its colour in the cup, when it moveth itself aright. At the last it biteth like a serpent and stingeth like an adder. Listen, uh, some cobra shows up on your in your house. You gonna try and take that thing on? <laughs> No, Uh uh-uh, no. You're going to scream and call your dad. That's what i do. All right? Listen, all right, you're not going to take that on, and you can't take on alcohol. Thine eyes shall behold strange women, and thine heart shall utter perverse things. You don't know what you'll do. That stuff gets a hold of you. Yea, that shall be as he that lieth down in the midst of the sea, or as he that lieth upon the top of a mast. And here's what happens. They have stricken me, shalt thou say, and I was not sick. They have beaten me and I felt it not. When shall I wake? Look at I will seek it yet again. I will seek it yet again. Boy, that's that could that could be you. But hey, thank God for the power of the gospel. Amen. Now the word will say once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic. Aren't you glad that's not true? Aren't you glad that an alcoholic can be a drunk, he's not alcoholic, a drunk can be delivered. Aren't you glad there's a verse in the Bible that says such? Were some of you, but thank God there's hope for these people. But the best thing to do is just to not get into it in the first place. In the first place, all right. I'm trying to hurry here now, quickly uh, to mention abortion since that's in the headlines, just as a reminder young people, listen. Again, abortion's been back in the news, as it often is, and we certainly need to pr- be praying whenever a case is going before the Supreme Court. We need to be praying. We need to be praying about what's going on uh, locally. You know, uh, David, Brother David, and some others, they go and uh, they uh, protest around the uh, 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 the clinic here and uh, 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 stuff, and they do a good job there. Now, remember, Hosea uh, 4, verse 11 said this, whoredom and wine and new wine take away the heart. And uh, uh, that, that, that goes right along with uh, uh, abortion. Turn over to Psalm 139, Psalm 139, and uh, let us read these verses together. Psalm 139, and we'll begin in verse 13. Psalm 139 and verse 13 says this. For thou hast possessed my reign, Psalm 139, verse 13, thou hast covered me. Look at this. Covered me where? In my mother's womb. In my mother's womb, I will praise thee, for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Marvelous are thy works. That, 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 That child in the womb is a marvelous work of God. From the moment it's conceived, it's a marvelous, miraculous work of God. That my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret. And curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. right. And in thy book all my members were written. Doesn't that just sound so cute? Sounds like something. Oh, there's a little nose, there's little ears, there's little toes, right? That's what (laughs) sort of what sounds like, right? And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! Verse 18, if I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I wake, I am still with thee. Surely that will slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, therefore, uh, ye bloody men. Ye bloody men. But boy, what a wonderful thought in those verses about uh, the conception of a child and a child be uh, born. Uh, so, but abortion—what does well? It promotes. It promotes killing. Of course, it promotes killing. Millions of people who claim to be pro-choice are really pro-death. Of course, abortion is a barbaric, uh, uh, barbaric behavior. You know, uh, I remember uh, being in uh, Cam- Cambodia. And I went to the, uh, the killing fields there. Of course, uh, 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 the woods have been there and seeing that tree, that tree. Now, listen, there was a tree there and that was a tree that they killed children up against. They killed children up against the tree. They would they would hold children by the feet and swing them and beat them up against that tree. I mean, you think of that and you just think how barbaric, how barbaric. Listen, you think, man, those people out there swinging a baby up against a tree, how barbaric. Yes, but that is no less barbaric than what happens in a, in, in a nice-looking little clinic with an educated uh, a doctor. That doctor, right, is just as barbaric as that communist, right, man uh, beating that baby up against a tree. <laughs> to me, there's no difference. There's no, they're both barbaric. Barak, they both require a cold and evil heart to do such a thing. But see, we, we you know, in America, we clean everything up. You know, we clean every, 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 everything up. You see, uh, over there, if we showed pictures of that, it would be like, oh, ah! But over here, we just show a picture of some young lady, you know, uh, walking into a clinic with a with a lady meeting her that cares about her. And he's going to explain everything to her. But they're both just as barbaric and, and from the from the pits of hell themselves that would allow somebody to do that. And of course, it promotes child abuse. You see, when you start teaching that people are animals, well, then, you know, I mean, it's just, you know, what's, what's, what's the big deal? It, it devalues life. It devalues life. With the bloodstains of millions of babies on our land, we have devalued life. Violence and murder plague our nation because we have devalued life. You see, when we see that child laid, laying in the street that's been shot and the, and the blood flowing out, we're like, oh, we're shocked. And we should be. We should be. But we should be just as shocked, amen, with that that little uh, parts of a baby that are laying in a garbage can in some clinic. Right? Just as bad. But see, you see, when you when you when you can already see the devaluing of of life, right? When it starts with a baby, then it moves to other demographics. So you say, Oh babies, listen, they're devaluing life now among the the seniors. You know, I, I saw that happen in Eastern Europe. You know, uh, uh, an older person gets sick or has a stroke, whatever. I mean, uh, t- took Sister Rosa to three different hospitals. And you know what they said? They said, oh, she's too old, let her die. Took her home, and s- Sister Rosa, when the godliest woman ever knew, she died because the, the hospital said, so, well, you know. You know, she's sort of reached that stage. She's lived her. She's lived her life. Hey, listen, if that if that was if that was uh, your mama and it could be it could be. And so it's so important, right, that we teach, as you know, this, that life begins with conception. We know that again, verse 13 of Psalm 139 in my mother's womb. When there is conception, of course, we know the science of one cell, life is developed. That one cell contains, of course, 46 chromes, 23 from mom, 23 uh, from dad. But basically, as that thing evolves, other than the fact that it gets nourishment from uh, uh, mom there, it's an independent life that God has created that God has created. Notice Jeremiah 1, 1, 4 and 5 say this. You may know these verses, but let me read them to you as a reminder. Jeremiah 1, 4 says, Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Verse 5, the Lord talking to me, Before I formed thee in the belly. Who formed him? God. God formed him in the belly. I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordain thee a prophet unto the nations. I think of that. You see, God already had a will for Jeremiah's life. I believe God, amen, has a will for everybody's life. It's just that those that get saved get to get in on it. <laughs> those that don't get saved, they miss out on the will of God for their lives. So I think, you know, who knows what God had ordained for that child that has just been aborted. He says, I form thee in the belly. And of course, we realized uh, that conception is a gift from God to have a child. Well, it's it's amazing. The the the, the how this, uh, you know you read in the Old Testament. I mean, for for a woman uh, not to have a baby. I mean, uh, how that was just such a burden on her. You read about Hannah. I mean, they realized they knew that was an honor of God to be able uh, to give birth to a child and be able to raise a child to the honor and glory of a Lord, Je- uh, the Lord Je- of of God, of God. Amen. Uh, that that was. An honor to a woman. That was a, that was a blessing to be able to have a child and raise it to the glory uh, of God. And how well, it's a, I, I'm shocked that, you know, we've gotten so far down the road that I even hear uh, women that are supposed to be Christian women in church. Well, I don't know if I'd have a, a baby in these days. Oh, listen, it's Christians that need to be having them. If anybody's having babies, it needs to be Christians. Amen. And raise them, raise them for uh, 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 the Lord. And raise them for uh, the Lord. Give, give some verses. Genesis 4.1. The first child that was born, Adam and Eve. Adam knew his wife. And she conceived and bare Cain and said, what? I have gotten a man from what? From the Lord. From the Lord. We know that. What a wonderful thought that is. Uh, Psalm 127, verse 3. Children are a heritage of the Lord. Of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is His reward. His his blessing. His blessing. What a wonderful thought. Thing that is. So, just because the Supreme Court of the United States has made it a law that anywhere in the country uh, you can have an abortion for really no reason at all, one can take the life of an unborn child. Since life is a gift from God, think about how people are going to be accountable to God, amen, for participating in such a wicked and vile thing. So it's so important that we stand as believers, that we stands where God stands on these issues, whether it's it's uh, as we looked at uh, alcohol in society or we look at abortion or, or other things that society deals with, it's important that we know what the Bible teaches about these things. And this, no matter, and, and all these other things going on in society, hey, it doesn't matter uh, what uh, uh, society says is okay or not okay. Hey, we are what? Bible believers. And we want Understand, but the thing is, we can't just be going around pointing our fingers. and say, "Oh, that's wrong, that's wrong." We have to be able to give uh, verses and explain, Amen, uh, why this is wicked and vile in the eyes of a holy God. But yet, though you've done, on the other hand, though you do these things or done these things, God, Amen, loves you and He'll forgive you and He'll save you if you'll turn to Him. Acts. Acts twenty twenty seven 27 says this, Paul said, For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. And so uh, we got to give all the counsel of God that which, you know, uh, uh, we don't mind saying some things from the Bible because it sounds so. Oh, God loves you. And and he just thinks you're such a blessing. And he just, amen, wants to give you a bouquet of flowers every day at your house. You know, all that people don't mind talking all that nice stuff. But listen, we don't like to get up and say, oh, yes, there's a hell. And uh, yes, uh, uh, God's going to judge you for this. Well, we need to say it in the right spirit. We need to speak the truth in love. But yet we still need to stay these, say these things and take a strong stand against these things, even in uh, 2022. So uh, uh, we need to h- ask God to help us, amen, stand right and do these things. Listen, uh, uh, and so again, remember, if we are willing to kill humans at, at the dawn of life, then it won't be long we'll be willing, amen, to kill uh pe- man at the at the twilight of life. Right. If, if we don't think a human life is important at the dawn of life, well, it's only not far from thinking that a human life is not important at the twilight of life. Amen. We need to realize at every stage, age and stage, uh, God uh, cares about people and life is important important at every stage of life from the from the first second of conception. Amen. Until God chooses to give that last breath at at whatever age or stage somebody might be. Life is important and we need to uh, fight for it. But again, thank the Lord. Praise the Lord. No matter what, again, anyone has done in their past, they can be saved for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And listen, uh, these uh, 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 a lot of times. Uh, You know, uh, 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 people go out and they do these things and don't. Listen, and a lot of times it'll haunt them the rest of their life. But let me tell you, all this stuff about, well, it's a woman's prerogative. Listen, all it is is to cover up sin. Well, you know, uh, uh, we got to make sure women are safe and there's this reason and that reason. Listen, uh, uh, excuse my language, but but probably 90 some percent of abortions is because people have been hoarding around and they got caught and they won't, don't want to deal with the consequences of what they've been doing. That's just the reality. That's why the Bible says whoredom and alcohol. They get out there and they get in and they don't want to pay the quantity, you know, They've been running around uh, on their spouse and doing things they shouldn't have uh, been doing before marriage and, and all these things and all of a sudden, oh, I can't believe uh, this happened. What, I don't want to get into that, you know. All right. I'll, I'll stop there. I'll, I'll, I'll say something really getting really getting, getting in trouble. Yeah. If I. Yeah. Anyways, we'll stop. <laughs> we'll st- We'll stop right there. All right. But hey, you know, we got to stick with the word of God and our young people. It's so important. Amen. Young people. There's no. Listen. There's no, stay with God, stay with the, the principle you've been raised with, amen. There's nothing out you're, w- w- there's nothing out in that world you're missing that's worth walking away uh, from God, walking away from the church, turning your back on the principles that your parents have tried to, to raise you in, amen. You, you're right where you need to be, amen, if you're saved, amen, and seeking the Lord's will. Let's pray.